Your Bibles, if you will. We're going to be in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to start in verse number 25. And we're going to read down um, responsively to verse number 34. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse number 25. Reading on down to verse number 34. We'll read responsively. You read the even verses. I'll read the odd. Not because I'm odd. All right. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse number 25. (laughs) Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Of which, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. Lord, you're not only our God, you're not only the Creator, but Lord, you're our Heavenly Father. And Lord, you see every need that we have, every desire, Lord, everything that uh, in our life that we will need. And yet you, you love us so much, you want to give that to us, Lord. You want to meet our needs in our life, uh, Lord, whether that be materially or, Lord, whether it be something that we need, grace or, um, uh, Lord, your peace. We ask you, please just be with the preacher as he preaches tonight. Would you just fill him with your spirit? Help us to, to listen and to learn something. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen. May be seated. Keep your Bibles open there to Matthew chapter 6. I want to, honestly, I'd like to just have a, a one-on-one with you tonight, if I may. Uh, maybe in your own mind, just pretend you're sitting in my office across my desk from me and I from you. And uh, we we're just talking and... I don't know that I'm going to preach a bombastic sermon tonight, but I'm trying to give you a great truth by which to help you. It seems like all of us humans tend to get selfish about how we think about our life. From the first sin, we've all wanted to be our own God and control our own life. We tend, as humans, to look at life only through our perspective. Isn't it amazing how we, we get so single-sided on life? I just don't understand how they... You don't have to understand. Well, I don't understand why... You don't have to understand why everything. 
What made you God? You see, the world is pretty small if we only view it through our eyes. It amazes me how small the worldview is of most people. God says something very interesting here in Matthew chapter 6. I want you to look at it again with me, verse number 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for, what's the next word? Your life. Everybody look at me for a second. We think about our own life way too much. God says take no thought for your life. I wonder how much time we, including the sinner talking to you, wonder how much time we have wasted in life thinking about our own life. Here in Matthew chapter 6, also in Luke chapter 12, the statement is used that there is more to life than eating and drinking and clothing our body. God says, what shall you eat or what shall you drink? Nor yet what for, for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Isn't it amazing? We judge somebody by how expensive their clothing is. By how fancy they look. By uh, how expensive of a meal we get. Well, you can eat beef wellington and filet mignon all you want, but I don't care if it's deer meat and taters, it's still good. <laughs> Amen? Uh, you can eat, I said this in Sunday school, hors d'oeuvres, that's hors d'oeuvres, uh, or uh, whatever, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the mentality in our world is whoever dies with the most toys wins. And that is a mentality of humans looking through life through their own eyes. It seems that everything we do in life is to get the next new toy, new phone, new computer, new car, newer and bigger house, newer clothes, etc., I'm not against you having more than one suit of clothes. Trust me. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I wonder how many of us have far more clothing than we can ever wear. Amen. And we spent so much money on it. Okay, I'm not going to look at you ladies. <laughs> I wonder how many pairs of shoes that you have that you still can't wear or don't wear. <coughs> Fellas, I wonder how many things you have laying around that you had to have and you don't do it or use it anymore. You know those tools that you had to have, used at one time, and it's still sitting there, and you haven't used it in 13 years? You don't even know if it works. Well, I might need it someday, preacher. Amen. Yeah. Careful now. <laughs> I know I just went from preaching to meddling. Wait a minute. Life seems to be all about, all about me or mine. And I need to get all I can along the way. There is more to life than gathering things. The old statement is true. You don't see the Hertz Penske truck behind the hearse. 
you ain't taking it with you. And your family ain't going to pay for the hole big enough to bury it in. Everybody doing okay? It reminds me of the, uh, the man who died that was very wealthy. He left his children uh, $50 million each. And he said, I want you to bring your money to, the, to my funeral. And uh, the, 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 they had the funeral and the will was read. And he said, I want you to place 40 million of the 50 million that I've given you into the casket. First, they had three children. The first one put his 40 million in. Second one put her 40 million in. And the youngest son wrote a check for 120 million and took the 80 million, put it in his pocket and took it off. <laughs> That's thinking, isn't it, Brother Jim? That's called baby knows best, amen. But, uh, <laughs> cash that one. Anyway, uh, there, there's a lot of truth to that though. We have this mentality that my life is about gathering everything I can gather while I'm still breathing. And there is a whole lot more to life than that. By the way, you're not going to be remembered because of all the things you gathered. I hate to disappoint you. We need to understand that God has given us our life. He is the God of life. He breathed life into our nostrils. Why is it that we take the credit when life goes well and we blame God when it doesn't? Isn't it amazing? When everything's going good, look what I can do, look what I can do. But when something bad happens, God, why'd you do this? <laughs> Since when was it God's fault? <laughs> it just amazes me. Well, God's not fair. Wait a minute, who sinned? You or him? Well, I didn't get what I wanted. Oh. Now, please don't get mad at me. I, I, I don't like death. I don't like dealing with it. But did you know sick people die and well people die? Did you know young people die, old people die? <laughs> well, I just don't understand why God let that person die. They were only 90 years old. I have a family member that thinks it, I, I think that they honestly think nobody should ever die. Because they've had family members die in their 90s and they're upset that they died already. Now folks, don't take this wrong brother Jim, but when you get up into your 90s, every day is a gift. I'm to the point now where at 56, coming on 57, I think every day is a gift. As long as I'm still getting upright and it doesn't hurt too bad. What is life really? Life is not the accumulation of things, nor is it the accumulation of memories that we want. Life is not some name or legacy that we leave behind to others. Life is a gift from God that he gives us, and he longs for us to give to him so that we can be all he created us to be. God gave you life for him, not for you. 
What know you not that your body is not your own? Hello? That means our life is not our own. And when you learn to live your life for him and not yourself, you're just learning what life is all about. Life is not an end of a goal chart. It's not a bucket list. Folks, I don't have a bucket list. Say, preacher, if you had a bucket, I don't have one. <laughs> Say, well, what do you want to do? Serve God every day of my life till I quit sucking air? Say, wouldn't you like to? I don't know, never thought about it, and I'm probably too old to do it anymore, so don't care. I really don't want things. I don't need the next new gun. Just give me more bullets for the ones I have. We're okay. Uh, I, I honestly don't. I, I, I don't long for things. I don't, there's not a whole bunch of things that I want to just go out and do. See, if you found out today you only had three months to do, what would you do? I'd be at work tomorrow morning about 5, 5, 15. I'd walk with God. I'd tell more people about Jesus. I'd give him every second I have. I really believe that. Say, would you, would you call all your family? I call them every day anyway or text them every day. I wouldn't change anything. I'd give you all I have as long as I can. Because I told God I'd give him all of me as long as I had it. See, life is not an end of a journey that we fade away from or even get taken out of early from. Listen to this statement. Life is a one-way path that you can never retrace your own steps upon. Life is a one-way path that you can never retrace your steps upon. Some of you children, you're little, full of life, full of energy. Enjoy it. Enjoy being a child. The day comes when you become a junior higher and you become a big child. I mean, you become a teenager. And if you survive that and your parents don't kill you, then you get to be an adult. Yeah, that's what I said, if. But the reward for not killing your kids as teenagers is called grandkids. Now, um, uh, but in, you, the, those of you that are, have been college age or college age kids, enjoy college. You never want to do it a second time, but enjoy it while you got it. Enjoy those young adult years. I tell young couples to get married, don't have babies right away. Wait a little bit. Enjoy being married because once you have them, it takes 20 years till them puppies leave just about. And if you keep having them, that 20 years keeps getting stretched out farther and farther and farther. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having children early. I get that. But I've always told my kids, just wait a little bit. Just enjoy being married a little bit first. Don't complicate it. Get to know each other before you throw another <laughs> screaming little kid in that you don't get any sleep from for six months. And then for the next two years, you're still at the doctor every week because they're sick. And good night. How can something that weighs 15 and a half pounds have five times the luggage of two adults? But it happens. 
You know, you talk about complications. You know, you have a moving truck for every baby. It takes that. You got strollers. You got car seats. You got food. You got diapers. You got extra changes of clothes for blowouts. You've got this. You've got that. And good night. Every baby, you need a moving truck. Life is a one-way path that you never get to walk back down the trail upon. So enjoy each step along the path. Don't wish to be farther down the path. Don't waste your time turning around looking what you just came through. Enjoy the step you're at now. Your path will have many other people in, uh, cross your path along the way. But you will never retrace your steps. Did you ever go back to where you grew up as an adult? It's not quite as big or as fancy as you thought it was when you were a kid. It looks a whole lot different, doesn't it? What you thought was big, man, that was dinky. I didn't remember it being this close. Felt like forever. Yeah, because you're fighting with your brother or sister while you were going there. You see, no step will ever be retaken, and no one will take the same journey that you had to take. You know that nobody will take the journey you take because it's your life. It's individual to you. Your children, your parents, your spouse, no one will take the path you take and you will not take theirs. You may be on their path a little while with them and they may be on your path with you a little while, but two, three years ago almost when my mom died, my path didn't stop because hers did. Everybody doing okay? Now, she was on that path of life with me for 53, 54 years. And I'm thankful for that. But my path had to keep going even though her stopped. Your life and your path is only yours. You cannot walk anyone else's. And you cannot expect anybody else to walk yours. Every life is individually given and made by God and it's for him, it's not for you. Your life is not for yourself, it's for God. <laughs> Hillary's wrong, it doesn't take a village, it takes a God. Village thinking is communistic. God thinking is scriptural. Today I want to show you what God has to say about this. Number one, life is a vapor. What is life? God says it's a vapor. Turn to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. It's towards the book of Revelation. Hebrews, James, uh, towards the back of your New Testament there. James chapter 4. Look at verse number 12. Hebrews chapter, I'm sorry, James chapter 4, verse number 12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? Now look at me. God said there's only one that's able to judge. Who are you to think you are that? We're not supposed to judge everybody else's life. Go to now 
ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such city and continue there a year, buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you not you should not uh, you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in the boastings and all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him to know what to do good and do it not, to him it is sin. Oh, preacher, I'm going to go do this and this is going to happen and this is how my life is going to be. Yeah, I've seen them sit in my office and say that. And it doesn't usually turn out the way they thought it was going to turn out. If you are 25 years old or older, your life has not turned out the way you thought it would turn out. It's changed a lot. If you're over the age of 30, it really didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out. By the time you get my age, you're wondering who you were and what you were thinking back then. <laughs> Life is short. Uh, I had a reality check recently. I had called Brother Fugit about a revival meeting I'm preaching, and he said, Brother Bush, there's a generation of preachers who have dropped the ball. He said, show me the preachers that are in their 60s and 70s doing what we're supposed to be doing. They're not there. They've all retired or gone on sabbaticals. Never heard of that in my life. He said, we're that generation. We're the older crowd now. We got to do it. I said, who are you calling old? He said, well, who else is going to do it if you don't? I said, that's not fair. But he's right. He's right. You're looking at a man that as long as he's got breath, you might have to roll me up here in a wheelchair. But I'm going to give it all I got. When I can't pastor this church, I'll pass the reins over. But just put me in the water closet over here and give me a little bit of... Give me somebody that can take me out and wheel me up and down the roads and I'll pass out tracks at the gas stations. Uh, I'll, I'll do whatever we need to do and I'll give you all I got as long as I got it. See, life is short. I have a hard time believing that I'm closer to 60. Whew. From here up, I'm still 25 or 30. Now from there down, it's a whole different story. I get it. What's a vapor? That's that steam off your coffee cup in the morning. You see it just go, and it's gone. It's the steam that comes off of a pot or something. While you're boiling water and you see the steam come up and it'll rise, you know, a foot, foot and a half, two feet, and it's gone. I never understood my grandparents say, the older you get, the faster time goes. Whew. Man, life's passing by so fast right now. You kids just started school. You think it's an eternal sentence. You get my age, you'd be, you'd be glad if it slowed down to that pace. Really, I mean, it just keeps going faster and faster and faster and faster. Uh, <laughs> you don't understand something. Life is short. 
may I say something? After we die, the imprint that we leave doesn't last long. Let me read a verse to you out of the book of Ecclesiastes. You don't need to turn there. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 16 says, For there is no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool forever. Seeing that which now is in the days to come shall be forgotten. And how dieth a wise man? As a fool. How many of you remember the name Jeffrey Dahmer? A murderer that dismembered people and ate their flesh. Did, can I tell you something? You know, very few of you have thought of him any more than just me mentioning it right there. How many of you know the name Lee Robertson, Lester Roloff, Jack Hiles, J. Frank Norris? You know, neither of them, none of them are remembered any more than Jeffrey Dahmer. One died fool, one died, many died wise, but we don't think of them any more often either way. Bless God, I'm going to make a mark. Yeah, and who's going to go see it? Uh, Please don't take me the wrong way. I'm for living right, but the mark you leave doesn't last very long. Let's decide to live each day the best we can and please God and not worry about what we leave behind. Please don't take this the wrong way. I'd like to give to my grandson the best I can give him. But the best I can give him is a pawpaw that lives for God and preaches the truth and sees as many people saved and change their lives for God as I possibly can. You see, life's a vapor. Short. It's short, and then vanisheth away. Well, I, I, my life is going to count, and it's going to last a long time after I'm gone. No, it's not. I hate to disappoint you. Why do you think there's memorials? Put people's names on a memorial. Because if we don't, people forget who they are and what they did. We just get busy and forget. Number two, life is a path. Turn to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. God says, first of all, that life is a vapor. Then God says, life is a path. Psalm 16, 11. I love this. Thou wilt show me the path of what? Life. In thy presence is the fullness of joy. In thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. God says that life is a path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not in thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Jeremiah 21, 8 talks about the paths of life. And our life is a path. Uh, it's it's a it, and it's it's a very defined. It may not leave as big a mark, but it's a very well traveled, and it's a place you are to travel and walk. It's a place of safety. But may I say this? It's one way. 
Brother Jim, at 91 years old, you can't go back and be a teenager anymore. And you probably wouldn't want to either. Uh, <laughs> can I tell you something? You can't go back and relive days that you lived before. Some may have a longer path than others. And no two paths are the same. Did you know you can self-destruct on your own path? Do you know you can crash into the trees on the paths? Say, what happens because you decide you're going to run your path your way instead of God's way? Amen. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You see, you want to run your path your way. Wide open, hair on fire, here we go. Well, I hate to tell you, every once in a while you got to slow down on that path. Every once in a while you got to gear down a little bit and take the curve the right way. Because if you're not careful, God knows what's coming, you don't. Did you know you can't live or retrace any of your steps ever again? Let me, let me make a statement here. Don't waste your now regretting what you did before. Don't waste your life on what you cannot have. You can't have your past. Then why do you think about it? You can't go back and fix the past. Then don't waste your now thinking about what was. There are people sitting in this room right now. You spend more time and waste more time on your path today about what happened 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And you waste today's path on what did happen and you can't change it. You can't retrace it. You can't change what did happen, but you can keep going on the path today. You see... God gave us a word of God, the Bible, to light our path. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And these are the words of life. God wants you to use the Bible to show you the path of life to please him, not to please yourself. Don't take thought of your life. Take thought on what he wants for your life. Boy, that's good stuff. Amen. By the way, people without the Bible stumble in darkness. Then they blame God that they tripped and fell. Let's take God out of the schools. Let's take the Bible out of schools. Let's take prayer out of schools. Let's put CRT in. Let's put all this neutral genderization in. Let's put the alphabet soup crowd in. And let's not mention God, but when somebody comes in and starts shooting up in a school, they make this statement. Why did God let that happen? Because you kicked him out, dummies. Yes, you want to blame God for what you did. I'm not real smart, no comments. But I'm smart enough to see it wasn't God that did it. By the way, the lost world is stumbling without the word of God, but the Christian that lives their life without the word of God 
not living by it. I'm not saying they don't know it, but they don't live what it says. It's stumbling around just as bad as the lost person is. Number three, I've got to hurry. Life is for pleasing God, not ourselves. God says, first of all, our life is a vapor. Second of all, he says it's a path. Third of all, God says, life is for pleasing God and not ourself. Look at Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4, look at verse number 11. I love this. Revelation chapter 4, verse number 11. Last book of the Bible. Oh, my soul, I'm about ready to shout. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Watch this. For thou hast created how many things? All. All things. And for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now, everybody look at me. Did God create man? Yes or no? That means our life was created by God and our life was created for his pleasure, not our pleasure. Brother Steve, my life is not supposed to please you. My life is supposed to please him. My life isn't even supposed to please my wife, but my my life is better if I please my wife. Uh, but uh, my life isn't even to be lived to please my my wife. It's to be lived to please God. But as long as I'm living to please God, I will please the right people. See, we want to please people and say, look, God, I please all them. Aren't you happy? He says, no, I want you to please me, and then you'll please even more people. You got it backwards. You're looking through the wrong direction. Everybody doing okay? You fellas, you know what I'm talking about. Did you ever mount a scope? Did you ever put one on backwards? You can't see anything. I saw a guy one time, he said, I can't get this scope. He brought me his gun. I said, you got it on backwards. He said, what do you mean? I said, you got it backwards. No wonder you can't see anything. I said, you turned it from a scope to a microscope. He said, no wonder I can't see anything. I said, yep, let's put it on there. I said, now look at it. He said, wow, that's what it's supposed to look like. (laughs) Bless his heart. I thought, you don't need any bullets for the gun right now. (laughs) If you don't know how to put it on the right way. Now, wait a minute. Can I tell you something? Too many of us have it on backwards. We're looking through the wrong end. You're looking at it through what you get to make him happy. No, make him happy. Let him take care of the rest of it. Boy, that's good stuff. You see, for us to only live for ourselves is to live an unfulfilled life because we were made to please God. Can I tell you who the most miserable people in the world are right now? No. They're not. I'll tell you who the most unfulfilled people are are Christians that are out of the will of God. It's the people who live for their own pleasure. The sodomites. Did you ever see how angry they are? Did you ever see how angry? Bless God, we got our rights. Well, so does everybody else. What are you so angry about? Just because you can scream and holler doesn't give you more rights. Everybody doing all right? Now hang on. No life is as bitter or empty as a life lived for self. If you only live 
for what you get out of life, you're going to be bitter, lonely, and empty. Because no matter how much life you live, you'll never live enough for yourself. Because you're sinful and selfish. (laughs) All we do in life is supposed to be lived to get us closer to God, not gather things for ourselves. Please listen to this statement. The more you live for yourself, the more you're making yourself God. (laughs) Boy, is it quiet in here. (laughs) You show me, (laughs) I realize I'm in a different era here. You show me your checkbook register, I'll show you who your God is. You show me what what debt you have and how much debt you have, I'll show you who your God is. Everybody doing okay? God loved us enough to pay the price to get us back even when we sinned against him. Please don't get mad at me. I get a little tired of the average Christian song. If I was the only one, Jesus would have died for me. Jesus didn't die for you. He died for the Father. Jesus gave us salvation so that the Father could have what he wanted, which was man. We get the benefit of it. Now, he loves you. Yes, he does. But he didn't do it just for you. He did it so God the Father could have what God the Father wanted. Everybody doing okay? When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. No, you you weren't on his mind. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He didn't mention your name or mine. He was doing it for God. He wanted God to have what God the Father wanted. I get the benefit of it. Now listen to these next two or three statements. God initiated salvation for us. We didn't initiate it for him. He wants us back more than we want him. Look how the world lives. They don't want God. But the moment they hear the gospel and they get saved, God wants them. And he wants them before they get saved. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, God talks about a price that he paid. He bought us. He paid for us. And yet we prostitute it and say, I don't want you, God. I'll live the way I want. I'll do what I want. It's my life. You can't tell me how to live. And God says, I'm not here to tell you how to live. But if you'll live for me, I'll give you life and life more abundantly. You see, we owe it to God to live for him. For a person not to get saved... It's for you to cheat God by living your life for yourself and not living it for him. He's already paid for it. 
You're stealing from God. Let me ask you a question, Christian. How much of your life are you stealing from God? How much do you not do for God because you're so busy paying for your sins and your selfish desires that you can't do more for God? I realize God called me into the ministry 43 years ago. I realize my whole life is lived doing this. I'm not asking you to do that. But can I tell you something? It's a wonderful life to live. You ask my wife. She'll say, Christmas is coming. What do you want? Nothing. I know. What do you want to eat this week? Nothing. Whatever you fix. I don't have certain foods I want. Can't taste them anyway. But even when I could, all those years, I never said, well, I want this. I, I don't go to stores and say, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. What do you want in life? I want to please God. Preacher, what can we get for you? Just live your life and serve God. Do a little more for God. Tell somebody about Jesus. Honestly. I, I don't want things. Now, God's been mighty good to me. I've tried to be wise with our finances. I've tried to have some nice things for my wife. She deserves those things. <laughs> I could live in my office as long as there was a bed in that couch because I can't sleep on that thing. It's too soft. You guys can't, you can't get in and out of it without moaning and groaning. But honestly, <laughs> I could be a hermit that lived in my office 24-7 and be the happiest man alive. You say, why? Because I just love serving God that much. Now, I'm thankful for my house and my wife and my family. Don't get me wrong. But honestly, I'm the kind of person that could just get so busy doing it that that's all I ever did. Lastly, life is not over at death. Did you know that death does not stop life? Matter of fact, God says when we die, we just start living Amen. for the saved. Because we pass from death to life. Amen. You see, your body will die because of sin. But your soul and your spirit will go on for eternity to eternal life. And let me tell you something. This life is temporary. The next one is out of this world. Amen. You see... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'd like to live this life in preparation for the real life to come. There's a statement I make from time to time. How about we live with eternity in view? You see, let's quit thinking so much about life here and what we can get out of life here. And let's start thinking about our life now and what it can get us there. And how we could live so that when we get there, we're ready for what's to come. Huh. Take no thought for your life. We think about our own life way too much. We really do. 
We're wondering what we're going to eat when we get home. We're going to wonder we got to do this and we want this and we want that and we want this and I got to get this and there's so much stuff. Preacher, hurry up. I got to get this. And I, we, we take so much thought for what we want. Take no thought for your life. And when we start living the way God wants us to live, I'm going to tell you something. Your life is just about to start. And it's a great way to live. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm done. Take no thought for your life. By the way, he said it's not in food or drink or what we should wear. He said he takes care of the birds of the air and the, fat, and the animals of the field, the, the plants. If he'll care for those, he'll care for our needs. Let's not worry about gathering. Let's just worry about living the way he wants and living for him. This piano begins to play. Let's stand our feet. Many ought to use this altar tonight. Would you come? What's your life? How you live in your life? Preacher's my life. No, it's God's. If you give it to God, He can give you more out of it. sinful and selfish we are most of our sins are about what pleases us not what pleases God type of sermon I know but one we all need we think about our life way too much say preacher what if you found out something was wrong with you and you're going to die soon I'm going to live until I die I, I can't now I've got no premonitions I haven't been to the doctor nothing's wrong don't you worry but may I say something even if there was who cares I'm going to die someday anyway. I'm just going to live until I can't live anymore here, and then I'm going to go live there forever and have a better time than I've ever had here. But we think about way too much about what we have here. <laughs>